everybody. So today I recorded my recap of this weekend's movies with Stacey Agdern, and she is a Jewish writer and friend of the podcast. And we had such a long conversation about the gifts of Hanukkah that I really felt like it was worth it to make it its own episode. So that's why at the beginning of the episode, I talk about talking about all three movies, but I've decided to divide them up. So this episode is just talking about the eight gifts of Hanukkah. And then the next episode uh, will be about the other two movies uh, of the weekend, A Very Merry Bridesmaid and Our Christmas Journey. So look forward to that and uh, look forward to hearing what you have to say about the eight gifts of Hanukkah. Thanks so much. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are very excited here for another week uh, recap uh, for another recap of this weekend's Hallmark movies. It's our seventh week of Hallmark movies for this season. We're nearing the finish line, if you can believe it. And it's just the beginning of December, but it's true. And we're very excited to talk about three movies today. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Stacey Agner is here. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Yes, thank you for coming and happy late Hanukkah. Thank you. Great time. And uh, we have been so excited. If you listen to our um, romance reading recap, I gave my thoughts on Love and Latkes and I really enjoyed it. uh, But for people that don't know, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and your new book? So my name is Stacey Agdern. I'm a very proud romance writer. Um, Miracles and Menorahs came out in 2020. And uh, the mo- my most recent book, Love and Lockus, is the story of a small town lock of Bryoff. Our heroine, Batya Averman, is excited because she wants to work with her, with her, with her idol, her culinary idol, to, you know, put together the website for the Bryoff. And maybe a little, a little, a little more about, um, what he does so that she can possibly become a food host herself. Um, Of course, unbeknownst to her, she is on a bit of a collision course with her high school crush. Um, Abe Newman is a tax accountant who desperately wants to throw caution to the wind and open a deli to fill the space that closed um, in the town of Rivertown four years before. and he is competing in the town lock of Ryoff because he wants the prize money um, to open this deli. Um, it's my love letter to Hanukkah. It's my love letter to Hanukkah food. It's my love letter to Jewish food. And it's the story of what happens when an unrequited crush turns quieted all those years later. Love it. Yes. And I love the names that you picked out for, I mean, particularly, how do you say it? Her name? Batia. Batia. Beautiful name. How'd you come, how'd you decide on that? It's a name I'd heard years before. Actually, um, I have a a relative named Batik and I've always loved the sound of that name. And when I heard Batia before, I was like, that works because I was looking for names that are very specifically, that can kind of serve as markers for Judaism, like for character, for people who yeah. are Jewish, in names that are distinctly Jewish. And I, I decided that that was going to be what I was going to do. And so uh, Batia showed up in, in Miracles and Menorahs and now she gets her book. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really charming little read. I thought your leads had chemistry and uh, yeah, it, it was, it made me want to get some latkes. <laughs> Thank you. The, the dialogue that I, I tell you, like the banter between those two, easiest of the three books. 
Yeah. That one had I felt the easiest that. banter. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about uh, your books as we talk about Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. Um, this was, <clears throat> excuse me, this was our Hanukkah movie this year. And this was the first one to be a sole uh, Hanukkah movie. So I know a lot of people were very excited about that. Um, it stars Imbar Lavi and Jake Epstein. And it's a woman journeys to find her secret admirer during Hanukkah, which is a terrible summary. Um, basically, this yeah. the real summary is that this woman starts getting gifts each night of Hanukkah from a secret admirer. And uh, she's trying to figure out who the secret admirer is. Yeah. But it's also like she's, you know, she she's four months out of like a long term, potentially on the verge of marriage relationship. And she's trying to sort of figure out what her love life is and, you know, what she wants out of out of dating life. That's true. That's and true. she meets, you know, she goes, she her best friend says, OK, you know, you need to sign up for this dating app. And she does. And as she's doing this, she heads towards Hanukkah. And of course, like she's also on, one of the things that I loved about this movie was the fact that the focus wasn't on the holiday itself, if that makes any sense. Like, as we've like talked about before, Hanukkah isn't necessarily so much about like a holiday of religious significance as it is a holiday of cultural significance. So like you take the focus point to this wonderful thing that's happening last night. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, well, see, here's, I actually, I feel like everybody enjoyed this movie more than I did. And I, I had some problems with it. Uh, first of all, I felt like it was extremely clunky in the way that it explained Hanukkah to the audience. And that's something that your books don't do. Like you just assume that people reading this book know about Hanukkah. Like you don't have like paragraphs of exposition saying, this is what, why we light the lights and this is why we, you know, whatever. And they had this one character there at the Hanukkah dinner that her whole purpose was just to be the person they explain all the traditions to. And I just thought it was so clunky and so like, terrible <laughs> like I don't know I I and I think part of the problem that makes making a Hanukkah movie difficult and you can correct me if you disagree is that it hasn't it's not a holiday that has been secularized in the same way that Christmas has been secularized in the sense that like you can celebrate Christmas and not be Christian at all right so there's no need to like explain this is the nativity this is the birth of Christ this is the tradition Whereas I don't feel like that is as much the case with Hanukkah. And so for whatever reason, the Hallmark people feel like they need to explain every single tradition and why it, you know, why they're singing the song and why they're doing this and why they're doing this. And I just, I felt like it was, I don't know. I felt like it was here's, not great. So here's the thing, you know, like this is their first, like, you have like three different networks who show holiday movies, right? Right. This is the only full-fledged Hanukkah movie. And I think like the, the interesting thing about the three movies that we're talking about, right? Is that like of the three of them, there was this, like there was only one of them that I sat the entire movie, like at the edge of my seat nervous. This was not one of them. Right. Which if you think about it, like, where it stands in context, where it sits in context. Nervous of, in the sense of, are they going to do something wrong? Something exactly. Or, like, what okay. are they going to do with the, with the representation, the holiday? What's going to happen? Like, are they going to, you know, is it, is it going to, you know, 
because again, like, is there going to be some unnecessarily Christmas reference? You know, is it going to be like, right? Like, what is what is this movie? And the thing about this movie for me, I had story quibbles, I had character quibbles, but I didn't have Hanukkah quibbles. So you were okay with the fact they had one person there at the party that was there, they explained everything to person. Here's what I think. I think that like, cause that's actually what happens in a lot of ways. Like that is very true to life. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the first time I went to a friend's house for Christmas, I had no idea what that thing in the corner was the, the, with the little people. Oh, it's a pretty diorama. What is it? right? Like that's a thing that happens in real life. You spend, you know, the door is open, right? Your friends come to visit. You're going to tell them about what's going on. And I feel like having her best friend come to, to that first night, you know, with the family, like my best friends, you know, still talk about the brisket, you know, my mother makes like in various holiday occasions. So like having that echo, that real life situation, mm-hmm. if you're going to have an explanation, then it's going to be something like that. If that makes any sense. Like it's because it is true to life and how things actually happen. I was okay with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. The, 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 the other thing that I didn't love about this movie is that I felt like she ignored him pretty much the whole movie. And then when they needed to get together, they get together even to the point where when she's thinking of possible people who could be it's the secret even. admirers, his name doesn't even come yeah. up on the list. Yes. And, and so it made the chemistry not great. And um, I also thought it, it was away. weird. We'll talk more about this, but I would have rather have them do instrumental Hanukkah music instead of just some weird pop ballad, random pop ballad. I guess it was their song in high school, but it just felt strange to me to have like and something so not associated with the holiday at all be their like special song in a movie I mean, like this. I would have loved to hear Naomi Less's Eight Nights. I would have loved yeah, to have something heard, like, that. like, cause there are great Hanukkah songs, but at the same time, like if you're talking about the music, one of the things I've noticed about Hallmark movies in general is how they integrate Christmas carols into the theme music. And I'm not gonna lie, the first time I heard that in this movie, when they did that with um, Dreidel or like Hanukkah Oh Hanukkah, like both of those in earlier parts, I yeah. lost it. I started to, you know, like, Aww. but yeah. But when we're talking about moments, like moments like that, and we'll get to my character quibbles, because that's actually close to my, what, what one of my character quibbles were. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so there was a moment in, and I wrote this down because I knew I was gonna forget the name of this movie um in Christmas in my heart this year oh yeah where they were talking about the main male character his daughter's hair yeah and having that whole extended conversation which was fantastic and it's wonderful Zoe's hair where Jacob um the heroine's daughter heroine's brother Jacob his daughter Zoe seeing her on screen with her hair, with her curls, and that very particularly Ashkenazi type of curl, 
that I had never seen before on Hallmark Channel, there was a moment where like tears. Oh, that's great. I'm glad then. I mean, I, that's the important Um, thing. This, uh, this movie obviously was not made for me. And so if for the, the people that it was made for, if it's moving for them, I mean, it's not like it's the worst movie I've ever seen. I didn't hate it. I just, I thought it it was disappointing for me. Um, So, but I'm glad to hear that it was uh, emotional and it was satisfying for you. It's intended audience. However, Here's, here's the, here's the thing though, because for me, like we were talking, you were talking about how she didn't even think of how, like the heroine didn't even think of Daniel until they needed them to get together. Like for me, I am, I absolutely agree with you there. Like when he ended the night with what he did. And I don't know if we want to spoil. Yeah, no, we're good. I was screaming. I was screaming at the television. I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, not this, not there, not, yeah. no. Like she because frankly he- had a lot more time with the chef and, yes. and arguably more chemistry in my opinion. I'm not, this, I, I liked the chemistry, but what I didn't, I liked the chemistry between her, her and Daniel. And yes, I saw the chemistry between her and the chef and her and the, and her and Adam as well. But the thing is like, what that particular final gift means is a lot. And I don't think they showed enough of a relationship for me to believe that. And I've I've, I've actually Mm -hmm. felt that a couple of times with some of this year's movies, but this in particular, I was like, no, like don't do that. It's not like, you know, I think this was one of the two movies where I was like, I need to see an epilogue. Yeah, that would have been this, better. This can for happen sure. in an epilogue. Yeah, like next year, you know, come back, you know, they're together, you know, yeah. still together. Like, oh, this is where we, you know, had our moment, you know. It would have been better if he had revealed who he was in the dance with the final gift. And then like been like, will you go, will you go on a date with me or will you be my girlfriend mm-hmm. or something like that? And then, yeah, an epilogue with mm-hmm. uh with the proposal that would have been much better and more believable yes, because yeah because there was not enough substance for that to be believable yeah. at that point i was like no yeah and so yeah let's talk about some of the other things i i liked uh the um uh let's see here i liked i thought adam was kind of funny with his whole thing like yeah. i mean if you're gonna be buying a lots of glasses uh <laughs> that's an expensive <laughs> To, to get a girl uh, they didn't really do a whole lot with him but i yeah. i thought that was cute mm-hmm. i liked adam and his glasses yes. we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast sometimes love needs a little push lizzie shane the award-winning author of the 12 dogs of christmas has a brand new small town romance set in pine hollow vermont where every happily ever after begins with adopting an adorable rescue dog First love gets a second chance into all the dogs I've loved before when the town librarian mischievous Australian shepherd keeps getting loose and fetching her ex, the town sheriff. Lizzie Shane's Pine Hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. And to all the dogs I've loved before is available now wherever books are sold. To learn more, visit www.lizzieshane.com. 
That's lizzieshane.com. The brisket and the line, the candles. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they have someone there to explain everything to you, mm-hmm. which I feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like I need that. I feel like I can watch and be like, oh, look, that's part of Hanukkah. They're lighting candles. I don't need to really know the Wikipedia description of why they're doing it. All I need to know is that it's a tradition for this family and yay. Um, but I, you know, whatever, I guess. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, we have Daniel Jake Epstein, who's like the king of holiday movies this year. He's been, I think four. So he's awesome. I love Um, him in that. I love him in that role. Like, I think he's really, really sweet in it. Like up until that point, but yes. Yes. Um, One of the things that I noticed was his backstory at, um, you know, like parents divorced. He basically moved in with the family next door and the grandmother of the of the heroine's family like basically adopted him to adopted him and it was amazing like I love I love that fact because well I'll point this out well yeah we'll mention I did think it was funny I wrote in my notes I called it Howard Cosselling they um like the uh the play-by-play of the of the the yes every family is so funny like everybody yeah yeah it was great um funny I want to actually give a little shout out to my friend Felicia Grossman, who was the MC for a bunch of Hanukkah party events this week that I, the past couple weeks that I've done, that I've been involved in. And um, part of the central part of the various events was, the, was a sp- dreidel spinning and she did amazing commentary. She called her. <laughs> so, so watching that reminded me of her. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, that was, it was funny. It was good. And then yes. she gets the first gift, the flowers at the door. Mm-hmm. and uh then she goes on a date with adam and he yes. says honesty goes a long way with me so there's that with with him and uh and he says i've been leaning into my jewish side <laughs> uh hey. yeah yeah i liked adam adam yeah. was cute he was he definitely <laughs> was uh too bad they didn't have like somebody that he could be pat- paired up with at the end that would have been fun uh, yes um sequel so- yeah. Yeah. There you go. Spin off. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then he, uh, so then she goes to look at the house that Jake Epstein is renovating and, uh, and then they, then there's, she's playing chess. She says, what are you in doubt of? And she says, my next move. <laughs> and like the chemistry in that moment where they almost, that almost kiss. Like- yeah. Sometimes when you're in doubt, you just have to make, you have to make one. Yep. So, um, then we meet, uh, also I thought it was random that their favorite movie is Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. You know, if you're going to have like, but I think it goes to like, if you're going to have the sort of definition, like of quirky close friendships, like, you know, quirky, quirky favorite movies. like. <laughs> Like the way to go, I guess. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, so then Nigel, the chef, uh, mm-hmm. brings her a picnic basket, and he's like, uh, "She's like, what are we going to do?" She's like, "It's a picnic basket." Yeah, <laughs> because it funny. was like he was trying. Like, I love how like very not subtly she was trying to like quiz both Adam and Nigel about the gifts during the night before. Like, oh, because of course, like the basket had the chocolate from the night before, and I was like. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love as a side note, like I love the, like the whole setup with the fact that, you know, her mom's a judge, you know, her dad's an attorney and like, she's like, yeah, I'm the Jewish Nancy Drew or something like that. As they're trying to figure out like this whole like mystery. Yeah. And he gives her a watch. She gets a watch. It's one of the gifts. And, uh, and she says there are five more gifts to see if we are beshirt. The shirt, yeah. The shirt meant to be, and I actually knew that because, yeah. <laughs> even though, because you know I'm a huge nanny fan, and I think the nanny actually does Jewish representation better than anything I've ever seen, at least the way it's just worked into conversation, just very naturally, and she is just who she is. And one episode of the nanny, they almost break up, Mr. Sheffield and and Fran, and. <laughs> And then they they make up at the end and she says we're beshirt that means meant to be because that's what we are we're naked without each other just like my fingers what she says <laughs> i love it's one of my favorites and like and the story behind that too like how she fought for that mm-hmm. like how she fought because they were like how about you not and she's like i'm going to and it, it was just like yeah um so i i kind of felt bad for nigel like he's yes. so nice and mm-hmm. he just kind of gets and left behind and forgotten shafted at the end and it's like yeah. you could see his reaction like no but he's a really good guy about it which i very much appreciate like you don't see him like snarling or like yelling about it like which i think is an yeah. important thing he's not like a bad man of business or anything like that yeah um so at one point they have a Hanukkah hunt. Is that a thing? I had never heard of it before. I would, <laughs> I, I so. like JCCs do like wild stuff, like in terms of things, I would expect something similar. I would expect something to happen like around, you know, Passover, but not really because it's, it's finding things is more associated with Passover than with Hanukkah. Um, but in like a sort of a finding the Afikomen sort of manner in the Seder, but not like, if that makes any sense. Like it's not, it's not something like that we would do. But on the other hand, the committee, uh-huh. the committee is very real. The committee is legit. <laughs> like the committee is totally legit. Like um, I am the daughter of a former temple president. So I have seen, I have heard stories <laughs> for years and yes, um, I think, and I don't necessarily, I have not seen a, 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 well, like that kind of a, like committee done really, really well since the intimacy experiment, Rosie Denon, um, the main male character in that book is a rabbi and he has to deal with the temple board and organization a lot. And she's her depiction in this book of all of that is fantastic. <laughs> so. Yeah. That sounds good. I'll have to check that out. Uh, So I did like the scene where she's giving him the eye exam. That -hmm. was a pretty swoon worthy eye exam. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I also liked the scene where they're sitting on Bobe's bench and she like Mm -hmm. puts her head on his shoulder. That was very sweet. The dancing was adorable too. Like how awful Mm -hmm. she is at dancing in that moment, like where he comes over and like he's gonna say something and then he chickens out and it's like, oh yeah. Um, and she gets a menorah on day five, a music box Mm -hmm. on day six. 
And then they go to the Hanukkah lighting and he does definitely like keep staring. He does the long lingering stare, which I'm big time, (laughs) big time, especially like after he, after it's after he's told his best friend that in fact he is the guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, after he's like, he's much more open about it once he's admitted to it which right. I thought, which I feel much, which I feel comfortable with because the audience is now in on it. And so like, we can see these things a bit clearer. Yeah, that's true. You did get more of the chemistry uh, there. Um, but uh, but then she's she gets asked by her ex that it broke her heart. She, yeah. He tries to win her back. And, uh, and then uh, Daniel takes the call. Mm-hmm. And so he thinks, oh, I'm not going to have a yeah. chance. Um, and then that's when she has the thing where you know, she doesn't even list him as a possible. No, she does not see it at, at all. all. Nope. No. And think- uh, yeah, when because there's the bit on the glasses. Yeah. And she doesn't on these special yeah, antique glasses. Movies that were basically her grandmother's glasses. Yeah. Uh, so she doesn't guess Daniel and- uh, And he freaks out Yeah. Stop. I didn't think you saw me that way. Um, but then she breaks up with Nigel mm-hmm. and tells Paul she's in love with someone else. That's of course Daniel. Yeah. And my, my thought was, how did she suddenly realize she was in love with Daniel? Like, I guess it was one of those aha moments, but- like- yeah, like, so I would have liked to have seen, like, the moment, if that makes any sense. It's a hard thing to describe because yeah. probably what happened is he's upset. Number one, he's possibly leaving. Number two, like, she could possibly lose him. And number three, he's told her that it's been him this whole time who's, like, seen to the heart of her. Yeah. So, like, as she's probably walking home, as she's probably organizing herself for everything, like, she's you know it's going through her head it's going through her heart and she's like oh my god and the thing is like you you know you see some of it in the scene where she's getting ready but not very much of it and I think I would have wanted like her more like oh my god like getting up and like looking at the things and then getting you know like it's it's much I mean you know it's a much more internal thing for her but I think I would have liked to have seen more of an external part of it if that makes any sense like yeah they really needed that moment like in Clueless when she's uh, mm -hmm. when she's walking around and she's like I'm totally in love yeah and uh, and then she doesn't know how to act uh, around him after that and you needed you kind of needed that moment yeah for the ending to work and I also I don't know like I said I just felt like the music choice was weird like why like I like that song, the Clyde song. Yeah. It's a nice song, it's, it's, but yeah. it just felt so not holiday at all. And yeah, obviously, you're not going to use a Christmas song. I get that, but I mean, there and there are there are a ton of songs you could use. I mean, yeah. the Maccabees, Know Me Less, um, Six Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh God, Joe Buchanan has a bunch of really cool songs. His song "Shine" is gorgeous. Rick yeah. Racked, you know you shall love by rick racked like there are tons like i could give you 20 million songs you and know? i felt that um, i was like there's there's no way i don't i was like i don't are. know the song and, they should oh have God, picked but not this and there's one that just came out that would have been perfect I cannot remember the name of it but like mm-hmm. you know um 
there are some beautiful songs like God Elgaz. Like there's so many gorgeous voices, like Nefesh Mountain. Like there's again, like I could, I could, I could be here all day listing, listing sources of music that could have been there instead. And people were really hard on the uh, double holiday movie. But in my opinion, I think that was a stronger film than this because I think it was more natural for her to be explaining her religion to Polo, Chris Polo's character and he's trying to learn it and trying to and, and showing each of the days with her and her family and uh, that to me was much more natural than here's this random person at the party I'm going to tell everything to um, and then I also I just felt like to me it makes total sense that her office is going to ask her to help plan this party and that's going to be somewhat awkward there's no way that an office environment like that is going to have a hanukkah party like that's just not they're gonna have a holiday party probably at best and and maybe that's not right but it's it's just a reality and so i felt like them planning that party in that movie it made sense to me so i didn't see it as like christmas co-opting hanukkah i saw it as like a natural thing that would happen Mm -hmm two people that are planning the holiday party yeah in their office and then in every time that they could bring in Hanukkah they did no absolutely like it was honestly I loved that movie for what it was for a lot of different reasons and I think without that movie this never would have happened yeah that's fair like that's like it's that was a necessary building block and I will Mm -hmm. watch it every time it's on because that you know holiday day double holiday both needed to happen to make eight gifts of Hanukkah possible yeah and I just felt like it was an unfair criticism people were saying Christmas Christmas or whatever and I was like I don't think that's really fair I don't think that in that movie they ever like forced the the Jewish characters to celebrate Christmas they always celebrated Hanukkah it's just that she was also in charge of planning this holiday party which is something that would actually happen in real life (laughs) it's it's so hard because the thing is like I think those two movies that year were both basically making up for Hitch for the Holidays which is a movie that should be thrown out the window and never mentioned again yeah you know like 2019 was that watershed year where Hallmark said, okay, we're going to do this. And instead of like looking at the movies for what people think they should have been, you should look at them as what they were, which were building blocks, stepping stones, bringing Hallmark audiences who don't know what a locket is. I mean, like, one of the things that I hear now a lot is thank you so much for teaching me about Hanukkah, which weren't, you know, which was, which is never, which was, is not my intention about my books, but like, that's what happens, right? Like you have, and so the movies that were released in 2019, the home market had a really good, ex, good, really good way of both of them, both double holiday and holiday day, had a really great way of showing the Jewish relationship to Christmas and also explaining Hanukkah 101 to an audience that would know I that would you know wouldn't know what it was and so three years later right Love Lights Hanukkah was last year right 
Oh, right, 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 year, right, right. Yeah. So last year was that bridge, right? Like it was a quasi sort of interfaith, but not really sort of movie, but like, and then you have this. And I think this is, do I think like, and I think we're here. I think like, I think we can, they can, they'll do better. They will make yeah. like Hanukkah movies from now on. And I cannot wait to see what they do. Yeah. Like, do you think that they can maybe now they feel like their viewership sort of knows yes. enough that they can just have them experiencing these things without the need to be like, this is why we roll the dreidel. And this is why we, do you think that will ever go away or? I mean, I'd like to see it go away, but do I think it's, you know, I don't know, you know, you don't know what your audience is, right? Like mm-hmm. if your audience was solely Jews, right. You know, sure. But the thing is, you have, you know, you think about like Hallmark channel, right. And, and right. what, you know, and who watches Hallmark channel, the audience is much more progressive, but still not majority Jewish. Right. And so like, I personally think I would love to see a movie that doesn't require the explanations, like, but at the same time, nobody, you know, nobody ever thought that Hallmark would actually make a Hanukkah movie, a full-fledged, yeah, no, no holds barred, like, this is Hanukkah movie. Yeah, and I, like I said, I do think it is more challenging just because I think that Hanukkah is still more of a religious holiday than Christmas currently is. And if you, but if you think about like, it's interesting because when you talk about holidays with like religious impact in the context of the faith, Christmas is always going to have a heavier religious impact. Even if you divorce it from that, it is still going to have that heavy religious impact within the faith right? Like you within can, the faith. Yeah. I think right. that's true. And even outside, right. It's still like the most, right. It's like one of the two biggest religious holidays in Christianity in general. Right. Yeah. But it can be, it has been secularized to the point that you can completely mm-hmm. celebrate it without any mention of any of the religious connotations, which I don't know I mean, if that's the case but... with Hanukkah. Do you I disagree? Mean, um, I, I mean, personally, like I'm always going to see it like, but that's just mm-hmm. me, right? Like Christmas is still going to be Christmas, no matter like how you dress it up or how you take away like person. I know a bunch of atheists own... that celebrate Christmas yeah. every well, year. I mean, yeah. I mean, atheists, you know, like you don't have to believe in God to celebrate religious holidays, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's kind of, but like at the same time, like it's always going to have those connotations. If that makes sense. Like, whereas in terms of religious impact, in terms of the faith, Hanukkah's like tiny. Like the big ones are Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And like I've seen people write them well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, because it's more, I mean, a, you've told me a, this before that it's yeah. more kind of placement that has elevated it because it's the same time as Christmas, but it's placement, not as important uh, holiday as like Purim or Passover, Passover or, yeah, or, or Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, placement and also has become a, an American Jewish holiday of identity, mm-hmm. like a cultural holiday of identity mm-hmm. of like saying I'm Jewish in the dark, 
you know, like yeah. raising your menorah in the window and saying I'm Jewish, you know, like right. it's, you know, and celebrating. Um, but I think like, but at the same time, like if you ask random people on the street what they know about Jews, 90% of them will say Hanukkah. Yeah, I think that's true. And yeah, I think that that is true. It is very, uh, what do you call it? Idemic holiday? Is that, is that what's the word you were using? That it's a holiday of identity? Yeah, holiday. Yep. Holiday exactly. of identity. Yep. Yeah, I think that's true. And I did like the lead in this. I thought she was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like Jake Epstein. I didn't think they had like great chemistry, but it was like serviceable. Yeah. I also, so when he does propose at the end, I wish he had got down on one knee. He's there with the box. Yeah. I, that would have been romantic. Yes. But and I, then I also still, like, no, I was like, yeah, I mean, I wish it. they hadn't done it at all. But I, if you're going to do yeah. it, get down on one knee. And mm-hmm. then also they were like completely making out in public, which was awkward. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a, that's a thing. that was like it's some totally serious like- kissing for Hallmark. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my God. But also like, it's a thing, you know, like <laughs> kind of amazing. Yeah. It was, it was, it was funny. I'm like, wow, they just went for it. There you go. And then that's the end of the movie. Uh, so yeah. I don't know, I guess maybe I, I may, I feel like maybe I was a little too hard on this movie, but I, I just felt like they didn't spend enough time together. She kind of, yeah that she I didn't like that she didn't even see him as a possibility in his in her mm-hmm. list of who could be the admirer and, like and then any... I just thought the explanation to the to the friend at, at the dinner was very clunky for me uh so I mean I give this one I guess I will give it a three because I do think it seems everybody else seems to have enjoyed it and uh and uh, it seems to be uh, important for the people that it was made for. So I always give that credit. I'll give it a three. What would you give it out of five? I would say four and a half. Okay, good. Because Great. my story, my story quibbles knock it down. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, that proposal was no. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely that was a big not. mistake. I was not ready for that. <laughs> Movie needs an epilogue. Spin off for Adam. Yes. <laughs> and poor chef. Let's get Nigel. And give course, and give and put Jacob and Keisha together. Like that's yes. what, that, that's the other thing. That's I think what they were hinting at that she was learning the holiday because Keisha and Jacob were having a thing. And I was like, okay. I was like, if you <laughs> like, if that's what this is, I am totally for that. Yeah. Give them yeah. Give them give them another sequel. Give them a sequel. Like you know, give them you crossover. Know. That would actually be nice if they just kept the same cast because then you wouldn't need to re-explain things because people would have just had it explained in the previous movie. So that would kind of save them and just free them up to just telling whatever stories they want to tell. Because like in your book, you have like the latkes competition. You don't have like tons of explanation about what latkes are and why we make them and you know, whatever. You just do it and it's fun. Uh, so, I mean, just like the same with any culture, if you were having a book, uh, like, um, uh, South beach love, which is set in South beach, you know, Miami, and there's all these Cuban traditions and they're just there and you talk about them, but you don't need your like kindergartner sit me down. I'm going to explain to you what all this means culturally to people. Um, so 
don't know. I think that could be actually an interesting way to go and, and take that step into just telling full stories. I am, I am excited to see where they go next. Yeah, me too. Cause I think they now can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Let us know what you think of these three movies. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter and make sure you check out Stacy's books. They're super fun. And (laughs) let us know what you think. And Stacy, how can people follow you and your content and everything? I am findable on Twitter as NYStacy. Instagram is sagdarn. Um, StacyAgdarn.com is the website. Stacy A. Agdarn is, um, is is my author Facebook page. Um, and my books are published by Tuli Publishing and available wherever books are sold. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please take a look over there. And also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please take a second and leave your ratings and reviews, five-star reviews. We sure appreciate them so much. Helps people to find the podcast. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group where we're having our patron watch along next week with director David Weaver. And we're going to watch Christmas Town with Candace Cameron Bray. So that's going to be super fun. He's going to have a lot of behind the scenes details. So any tier level can participate. So please take a look and check out the patron group. And then we also have the merch store, which has tons of fun designs uh holiday and otherwise so if you are looking the last day to order for christmas is thursday so when this airs on wednesday uh the last day to order for christmas is thursday so get in your hallmarkies postables hardies uh all of that inspired uh items plus just for the movie fan in your life we have tons of fun designs please take a look at the merch store we appreciate it so so much and thanks so much stacy i really appreciate you talking with me about these movies I look forward to it every year. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This is, it's a joy every year. I really, really love coming on and chatting with you. And And I want to congratulate you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) On your, on your very recent awards and promotions. Yes. Thank you. I got made a member of the Hollywood uh, Critics Association. And uh, so that was very exciting. Very fun. So uh, yeah, thank you so much. And we just wish everybody Merry Christmas, Happy Late Hanukkah, and uh, hope y'all are having a wonderful season. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.